Monday, January 30th, 2023. It has been 13 days since my last podcast, and I know, I know, I say this every time. I had all the best intentions. I actually had my Roadcaster Pro 2 set up and everything to do podcasts a couple times, and then I just didn't do it. So um, I'm here, <laughs> and I do have things to talk about, although I'm, I probably would have had a lot more to talk about last week. But last week on Tuesday morning, very early at, well, 8.30 in the morning, they announced the Oscar nominations. And you know, every year I get really excited because I get to um, watch new movies and get excited about the Oscar nominations. Um, I don't know if any if any of you follow along with that. I'm sure some of you do. But they had 10 nominations for the best picture. And they are Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, The Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, shit. Who's calling? Spam. you hear that? Uh, let's... Decline that phone call because it says potential spam. Anyway, um, Top Gun Maverick, Tar, Elvis, Avatar, The Way of Water, All Quiet on the Western Front, Women Talking, and Triangle of Sadness. Damn, I keep getting, I got email. I tell you, it seems like I get um, interrupted when I'm trying to to talk about something. Anyway, about those Best Picture nominations, so far I've only seen um, The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, and I loved it. I think uh, people who are seeing it, there's mixed reactions, because we had dinner with our friends on, God damn it, on Saturday night, and uh, the couple that we were with, um, they did not care for The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, and I'm thinking, maybe they didn't get it, because it's this dark comedy um, I mean, if you know, you know, but I really liked it. And I think Colin Farrell should get the Oscar. However, I have not seen these other movies. Now, I will say that, um, you know, off the record that I have downloaded many of these other films. I've downloaded Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, uh, I think I have Top Gun Maverick, Tar, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Triangle of Sadness, but I don't have these others. I really want to see Elvis um, and Women Talking. Two, I guess really there's two that I don't really care about. Avatar, The Way of Water, and I really don't care about Top Gun Maverick. Uh, they, when they were discussing these nominations on Good Morning America, they were talking about how this might be the year of the blockbuster film, um, which hasn't happened for a long time, I guess since the last Avatar but um, I don't have any, I have absolutely no desire to see Avatar and Top Gun Maverick. These other ones I really do have interest in seeing, especially Tar with Kate Blanchett, who was also nominated. I guess I should uh, tell you these other nominations. So I will be seeing the majority of these movies before the Oscars, and I'll make my predictions. I think uh, Moose P does his predictions too. So, um, you know, we'll see. Now, I'm going to skip the director because they didn't nominate any women for uh, director this year, so I don't really care about the director anyway. Now, let's start off with Best Actress. We have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle, Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Anna D. Armas for Blonde, and here's the controversial one, Andrea Riseborough. For to Leslie, I just saw this today. There was this 
um, on the Good Morning America, because I watch Good Morning America, talking about how this lady, Andrea Reisbauer, bro, Reis bro, for the movie, to Leslie, the, the movie only made about $30,000, but yet somehow some big names were supporting her, like Edward Norton, excuse me, uh, Jane Fonda, and even Kate Blanchett herself. They were getting on... Um, social media and talking up the movie and everything. So somehow this tiny little movie, this woman got an Oscar nomination and they were talking about how the um, Academy is now going to do some uh, looking into the campaigns because they, they do have some strict uh, guidelines for how you can uh, uh, campaign for the Oscar. So uh, we'll see how that happens or see what happens with that. Um, I have I have no idea what the movie's about. I don't know anything about this lady, but I think when I'm looking at this um, list of women, um, Kate Blanchett uh, has a good chance of winning. Even though I haven't yet seen the movie Tar, she's getting you know rave reviews. I believe this will be her third Oscar. I believe I think. Um, then there's also talk about Michelle Yao and Michelle Williams. So um, you know. That could be a, a, a tight race. Now, on to the best actor. We have Brandon Fraser for, or Brendan Fraser for um, The Whale. He's getting big talk in this um, awards season, um, you know, because this would be like his comeback film and his probably only chance to get an Oscar. I kind of hope he gets it, but I, I want Colin Farrell from the Banshees of Inner Sharon to win. He's also nominated along with. Austin Butler for Elvis, Bill Nye for Living, which I don't know what that's about, and Paul Mescal for After Sun, which I don't know what that one's about either. I'm going to have to um, you know, do some research and maybe see those films. Now we'll do Best Supporting Actress, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, and I thought she was really good. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. That is a surprising nomination because it's her only nomination ever in her whole life. So uh, that would be cool to see her, but I don't think she's going to win it. Unless they're thinking, you know, she's older and it's her time, you know, because sometimes they think like that. Then we have Hong Chao for The Whale and Stephanie Su for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, that could be a tight one too, but everyone's also talking about Angela ba Angela Bassett saying this is like, I think it's like 20 years after her first Oscar when she uh, won for um, playing Tina Turner. What was, that? what was the name of that movie? I can't think of it. But anyway. Um, and then the last uh, category I'm going to talk about is the best supporting actor. Uh, starting with Ki Hao Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Now, this is an interesting story. This guy, like 30 years ago, 30 or maybe even be longer than that, I think it was 30 years ago, he played the little Asian boy in the movie The Goonies. If you remember The Goonies. Um, well, he's back now with this in this movie, and everyone, well, I shouldn't say everyone, there are a lot of people are saying that, oh, that would be cool if he got that, if he got an Oscar for that, considering he started as a child actor. But then you go on to these other ones, and you have Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inner Sheeran and Barry Cogan for The Banshees of Inner Sheeran. 
And if you haven't seen that movie, you really have to see it. It's I think it's a really good movie. And Barry Cogan plays this um, this guy that's kind of a little mentally challenged. Um, they don't ever really say, but he comes off as definitely mentally challenged. And then um, it's a sad, his character has a sad ending, I should say. Now, here's a surprise one. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. Judd Hirsch is like, I don't know, like 85 or 90-something. Maybe I think he's 92, maybe. But um, he got nominated for an Oscar for The Fablemans. And The Fablemans, by the way, is supposed to be the kind of autobiographical movie about Steven Spielberg's life. So um, that would be interesting. Then the last one is Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which I think is an Apple movie. It has... Um, Oh, what's that girl's name? She arts, I think she's already won two Oscars. Um, she was in, um, uh, oh God, I can't think. <laughs> it's, it was a trilogy. The uh, uh, She played the girl who shot the bow and arrow. Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, that's who it is. Um, she's in that, and she it's supposedly a really good, uh, really good acting for her too, but she didn't get a nomination. So that's actually all I'm going to go over with the Oscar nominations. And the Oscars are going to be on March 12th. And of course, I'll be taking a nap in the afternoon so that I can watch them. And as I watch these movies, I will report back and tell you what I think of them, uh, depending on which one I see when. So that was last week on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, my husband had his birthday. He turned 59, and it was so nice of Big Fatty to wish him a happy birthday on his show. I thought that was really, 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 really very nice. So thank you, Big Fatty. Um, for his birthday, we went out to dinner, and we had um, cake. Actually, we waited until Friday to have the cake, but we went out for his birthday to a really fancy restaurant, a nice French restaurant that we love to go to, but it's, oh my God, it was outrageously expensive. Just for the two of us, we had a really nice bottle of wine. I think that's why it was so expensive. <laughs> but I paid for it since it was his birthday, and he will return the favor when it's my birthday. Um, but speaking of Big Fatty, I am really behind um, on listening to podcasts. However, I am caught up um, on Big Fatty's show because I this morning um, I listened to today's show, and it made me, made me caught up on his show. Now, I don't know what, what is happening, but it seems like um, lately, on the last couple episodes, God damn it, I keep getting these email dings. I'm sure, I don't know if you hear them or not. But anyway, um, on Big Fatty Show, it seems like I am finishing my workouts or um, closing the rings on the Apple Watch because the last, I don't know, two or three episodes in the last week or so, um, you hear the ding and then you hear Big Fatty say, oh, Archer finished his exercise ring or Archer closed all his rings or whatever. Like, and he said it on today's show. So when he's recording his show, that's when I must be doing my exercises for this to happen. So, and I am definitely back to walking. I'm doing my exercises. Well, it's been kind of chilly in the morning, so I'm going down to the treadmill. I'm not walking outside right now. And then we've had little bits of rain and stuff, so I'm not really walking outside, but I'm definitely still doing the treadmill. Um, and closing my rings. I got all kinds of awards lately because um, yesterday I closed for the week and I got, you know, uh, seven days of exercise, seven days of stand awards, seven days of um, move ring closed. 
And then I got like the January challenge. I got that and I got the, um, what was the other one? There was one for, I don't think it was for, uh, let's see. There's the, um, oh, January challenge, perfect week of exercise, perfect week stand, perfect week of all activity, and perfect week of workout. And then I got, um, where was the one most recent one? They don't put these in order, do they? Oh, I got the Lunar, Lunar New Year challenge and the Ring in the New Year challenge. And the next one is the Unity challenge, which is for February, seven days in a row of closing your move ring. So we'll see about that. Um, anyway, moving on. So you've you've heard all about. Um, oh, actually, I was saying I was talking about being behind in podcasts. I am totally caught up with Big Fatty, and I'm totally caught up with Geeky Gay. But like Little Fatty Cast, um, um, what's Daniel's podcast called? Um, shit. Excuse me. Oh my god, that's so gross. So sorry. I know. I don't think um, people like that. Well, people shouldn't like that. Uh, I might go to my podcast app. I'm behind on the little fatty cast. Um, Mix minus. That's what it was. Although I will say that on Friday night, um, I forget what we we're doing, but I stayed up and I was. I came into the uh, Mix minus show a little late, um, but I was talking. You know, commenting in the chat room, and um, Daniel wanted me to join the show, but I didn't have anything plugged in or anything you know ready to go. So I told him I couldn't. I couldn't join. So I'm behind on that. I'm behind on um, Pink Wheel Nuts or Faye Driver. Um, a whole bunch. God, I'm so far behind. Lots of mixed minuses. I'm behind on Enormous and Arthur. Yeah, I'm behind on a lot of shows. But I will be listening to them as I do my exercises and um, catch up on shows that I can have time to listen to the other shows. Anyway, back to another story. So you've heard me tell you all about Betsy. Well, Betsy and I are getting together this Wednesday to have some wine and chit-chat. Um, nothing specific on the agenda. We're just getting together because it's been like two weeks or maybe even... No, it was two weeks, I think. But last week, I had another elderly lady in the building need help. And I know she called me because she had been talking to Betsy. This lady literally lives um, like three doors down from me. Um, her name is Patricia, and she is 87 years old. And I saw her on Tuesday in the hall, and she um, she said, oh, can I get your phone number so um, if I need any help, I can call you? And I said, sure. So I go into her condo, and it's um, you know, a nice condo. She's got some antiques and uh, relatively sparse, um, sparsely decorated, but, um, and she's lived there for like 10 years lived in that unit for 10 years, and she lived another 10 years in a different unit. So she's been in the building for a long time. Anyway, um, she was. Uh, we were just chatting about this and that, and we exchanged phone numbers. And I said, well, yeah, if I'm not, you know, if I don't have anything planned, you know, or if I don't have to be anywhere, then I'd be happy to help you, um, you know, take you to a doctor's appointment or whatever, you know. Excuse me. Uh, the phlegm. <clears throat> the phlegm is flowing. Anyway, so that was on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday morning, I was doing my um, exercise on the treadmill. And as I was getting off the treadmill and turning it off, my phone was ringing because, um, you know, I had my um, 
um, AirPods in my ears and you can answer the phone with the, with the AirPods. So I answered the phone and um, she said, oh, this is Patricia. Um, I was wondering if you might have some time today to take me to the hospital. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And she, you know, she said, oh, well, I have dizziness and I just don't feel right. And um, I think my medications are not right. And I said, well, I can, uh, sure, I'll take you. I'm just leaving the exercise room, but um, you give me, give me, you know, five minutes and I'll take you to the hospital. She goes, oh, don't hurry, don't hurry. And I was like, if you feel like you need to go to the hospital, I'm going to hurry. So I came upstairs, quickly put on some different clothes, even though I did not shower or anything. Um, and then went to her door and um, she had her cane and she was very um, shaky and um, you could definitely tell there was, uh, she was not right. So um, I said, can, can you get down to the lobby, which is just one floor down from, um, from us? And um, she said, yes, I can do that. And I said, well, I'm going to drive. I'm going to get my car and drive around, and I will meet you in the lobby, and then I'll you know, get you in the car. And um, she said, okay, I can do that. So I went down, got the car, drove around, came in the building, and had her hold my arm while I walked her out to the car and got her into the car. And um, then we drove to the hospital, which is um, really close, actually. It's not that far away. It's like, well, Sibley Hospital. It's the one that I went to when I had my heart attack. But um, it's like, I can't, it's not blocks, but it's like maybe the three minute drive from our house. So um, I drove her to the hospital and we pulled up to the emergency room. And I said, let me help you out of the door. But, but by the time I got around the door, she was already out of the car. So I was like, okay, well, hold my arm and we'll go in you know, and get you settled. Well, she's telling him, the guy at the receptionist guy at the desk, um, everything that was that that her symptoms are and how she was feeling and what she thought was wrong and all this kind of stuff. And they took her right in. Like there was no, you know, in an emergency, sorry, in an emergency room, you sometimes have to sit down and wait for them to call you. Well, they did not have her sit down. They just took her right in. And I did not go in with her because um, they were just going to do vitals and then bring her back out. So while she was in there doing, getting her vitals done, I ran and parked the car in the garage and then came back and waited for her in the waiting room. And there was only like two people in there. So, I mean, I'm telling you, that's the hospital to go to if you're in the D.C. area. Well, in your, if, it, if you're in northwest D.C., I should say. Anyway, um, a couple of minutes later, she came out and she said they took her blood pressure. They took some blood. They did an EKG and, you know, temperature and all that stuff. And um, she said, they're going to um, call me back in a couple of minutes to talk to a doctor. I said, okay, well, I will stay here with you. And she's like, oh, no, you don't have to stay with me. I said, no, no, Patricia, I think I should stay with you. You need someone to, you know, hear what the doctor's saying. And, you know, because you know, she's 87 years old, although her mind is there 100%. She is sharp as a tack, actually. Um, so anyway, a couple minutes later, the um, emergency doctor came out and said, come with me. We're going to put you in an emergency room. Um, and, you know, we went back and they got her in a room and everything. And the doctor started, I sat down and then the doctor started asking her questions and she was answering the questions and all this stuff. Then um, she was saying that she thinks one of her medications, well, actually she's only taking one pill. She told me at 87, she's only taking one pill. Uh, turns out she has AFib, atrial fibrillation, which my mother had. And she, the only pill that she's on is Eliquis, for, which is like a blood thinner um, so that she doesn't have a stroke. Anyway, um, she was saying to the doctor, I think the um, 
Eliquis is giving me a rash on my neck here. So she kind of pulled her shirt to the side and he said, oh, can you take your shirt off? And I said, um, I think I'll, I'll stand outside for this uh, examination. <laughs> so I was just standing outside the door while she was, um, you know, having, showing him the rash and all this kind of stuff. And then um, a couple minutes later, the doctor's like, you can go back in now. She's got an, uh, a hospital gown on. So I went back in and, you know, checked and see how she was doing. She said, I'm feeling better, actually, now that I'm here and being able to tell the doctor what's going on. And she said, they're going to do um, an MRI on what? I have no idea, but they're going to do an MRI. They're going to do another EKG, take some more blood and do some other tests. So she said, really, I want you to go home because I, you should not have to sit here all these hours while they're doing these tests. And I said, if you're sure, then I will. I'll go home and I'll take a shower and I'll, you know, be ready for when you're ready to come home. And she said, okay, that would be really nice if you could if you could come back and take me home. So um, I was like, absolutely. So I left her there and I came home and I showered and got my clothes on. And then I was kind of just like waiting around. That was one of the days I was going to podcast, but I'm like, I really don't want to start a podcast and then have her call and say, oh yeah, I got to go. So um, I just kind of waited around in the afternoon, watched videos on YouTube and just waited. Well, she called around two o'clock. Now see, I took her, to the hospital, I guess by the time we got there, it was like 9.30 in the morning. And then she calls me at two o'clock in the afternoon and says, um, they're still doing tests. It's probably going to be a couple more hours. Are you okay with um, you know waiting for a couple more hours? I said, absolutely. I, I My schedule is clear. I don't have anything to do. I will. You just call me when you're ready and I will come and pick you up. So um, it wasn't until about 4.30 when she called and said, they, they are finished with me. They're letting me go. I'm not, I'm not being admitted to the hospital. Um, they've, gave, they've given me another medication to take, and they, they think this will help with the dizziness. Because she was explaining to me that, well, as, as everyone knows, you have fluid in your ears. And your equilibrium, you know, your dizziness and your all that is based on that fluid being... Uh, fluid, I guess, you know, flowing. Well, um, the in the test that they did, they found out that her some of the fluid in her ears has crystallized, and they had they had to clean that out, and then give her a pill so that it won't crystallize again. And that was throwing off her balance and her, you know, giving, making her dizzy. And she already she already walks with a cane and sometimes a walker, but um, so they didn't want her, you know, walking around without having. Uh, her balance and equilibrium in sync. So um, anyway, they gave her a pill to take, uh, you know, another prescription. And um, so she said, you can come pick me up. So I went and picked her up and she was walking. She was already walking much better. And she got in the car by herself. You know, she put her seatbelt on by herself, all that kind of stuff. I brought her home and walked her up to her unit. And um, I said, I'm going to go park the car. And um, so I did. And when I came back, down the hall from parking the car, she was standing at her door and she had a box of, a little box of candies for me. She said, I really, really, really appreciate you taking me to the hospital and basically giving up your day for me. I, I really appreciate it. And she goes, here's just a little token of my appreciation. And she said, you'll have to come over sometime so we can continue our conversation. Because I forget what we were talking about, probably politics, because she's a big Democrat and all that stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm always pleased with that. Um, interesting thing that on the way home from the hospital, I was asking her some questions. That's when I found out that she was 87. And I said, well, what did you do before you retired? And she said, oh, long, long time ago, um, a lady friend and I started 
a um, uh, travel agency, and uh, we worked, uh, I think it was in North Carolina or somewhere. I don't remember exactly where, but a different state from where we are now. Anyway, she said, and then she goes, when that ended, I um, another lady friend and I started a real estate business here in D.C., and we were selling high-end houses until I retired. And then she said, then she went on and said, you know, I volunteer at um, museums around D.C. And she's a docent and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I thought, oh, that's very interesting. Two lady friends. I wonder if she's a lesbian. (laughs) I kind of think she is because she hasn't said anything about husbands, children, relatives, nothing. So I wonder, I just wonder. Then again, at 87, she might be all by herself. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure I'll find out more. Um, as we, as you know, as we get together and stuff. So now I have another lady friend in the building, Patricia, and she and Betsy are friends. So um, I was, I was telling my husband, I'm like, oh my God, please. I don't want to become the, the younger man who takes care of all the old ladies in the building. (laughs) My husband keeps calling them my girlfriends and I have a new girlfriend now. So um, we'll see. And I'm sure Betsy and I will talk about the hospital trip on Wednesday when we get together for wine. So that's my story about Patricia. Um, you know, I feel honored that they trust me to drive them places and get them, you know, to their doctor's appointments and stuff, but I really don't want to become, you know, the guy who does that. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll still, you know, be very nice to them and all that. So that's the story of Patricia. Now, I did have a couple other things I want to talk about, but I see I've already been talking for 25 minutes, so I should probably stop. Although I will say this, excuse me, I am not a sports ball fan, but I did see, oh my goodness, excuse me, this is a terrible day for burps and snot. (laughs) Anyway, um, I did see from last night that the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, as I said, I normally don't pay attention to sports ball, but my um, brother-in-law in Tennessee is a huge Eagles fan, so I'm sure he's going crazy about the Eagles being in the Super Bowl. It's been like five years since they were in the Super Bowl, so um, you know, he, I'm sure he's excited. And the other one is Mean Keen, um, Eric, who lives out in uh, Kansas City, and he loves all the sports ball stuff, and I bet he was jumping for joy to see that the Chiefs were in the uh, uh, Super Bowl. So that's, there's that. All right. That's all I have for today for real. Um, so thanks for listening and staying subscribed and all that. And until next time, bye. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.